The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. It is AM Springfield. Police Chief Ken Scarlett is waiting for us on the phone, but let me say good morning to Jim Weddingen from CBD Botanicals out on Cokie Mill. Morning, Mr. Weddingen. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Fine, thank you. Well, last time we talked, I said next time we talk, we'll talk about gummies. There was all of a sudden I have seen I don't you know, uh, stuff on various social media about Shark Tank, Shark Tank, and somebody was on there, and now they're peddling gummies that you can use. Uh, diet, weight, food control. Is there any such thing that you're aware of that's effective at all? And we'll talk about gummies a little more after that. But let's single in on that one at the moment because that's getting a lot of play, at least on things like Facebook and things like that. Well, I'm, I'm glad you talked about that because I actually use something daily for, for my own. And, you know, I'm not 24 anymore, so I can't just eat chocolate all day long, even though I love it. And I use something called CBG. CBG is in Go. It's also, it's, it's, it's cannabinoid name is cannabigerol. I talk about this relentlessly with people because it does a couple things for us. First off, yes, it addresses appetite suppression and not in the way that, oh, if you do this, you're going to lose 50 pounds in six months. Not like that, but it does help you bring it back a little bit. It's also amazing for the pain relief. And I talk a lot about my military experience and about my pride in country, et cetera. And I jumped out of a lot of helicopters as a Marine. Some of my fell off, to be honest. <laughs> but that's another story in a, for another day. But um, we, I use this for the inflammation, just the pain that comes with not being 24 anymore. Um, but with that, as you get older, you meta- you, your body, your metabolism slows down. So, I've got to push the food away a little bit more often or have smaller um, portions. And that's what CBG does for me. Now, I use that in a tincture form, but the gummies are amazing too. And one of the cool things about them is you don't have to just be told what flavor or which gummy you're going to get. We have about, I think about 10 different flavors, whether they be cherry or green apple or blue raspberry or watermelon, et cetera. But they all come in varying doses, too. So we, we like to personalize it to you, where we can pick the flavor, or you can pick the flavor, and then we'll help you with the dosage so that you'll be more adherent to your program. All that they can find out, and we'll continue our discussion about all the other gummies available and what and and the topicals you have and so on are very, very important. Let's remind everybody where you are located. We're at 2538 South Cokinole Road at the corner of Cokinole and Isles next to um, Walgreens in the Fresenius building. You can also reach out to us at 217-588-8161. And I hope you love our Christmas decorations. One of our staff members put those together. They're simply glorious. So you'll see us shining bright seven days a week. Appreciate it, my friend. Have a good one. Have a good one. Now. Merry too. Christmas. Same to you, Police Chief. Or excuse me, uh, Jim Weddingham from CBD Mechanicals. I was telling you, Police Chief Ken Scarlett is waiting for us patiently on the phone. Chief, good morning to you. How are you? 
Sam, good morning. Pleasure to talk with you. My pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Uh, Weather-wise, it appears to be, how much does the weather affect uh, the the crime activity, if you will, especially not necessarily always crime, but not nearly as many gatherings, pop-up parties, things like that. Does the weather really have that much of an effect? You know, I think the the immediate change in weather certainly plays uh, a role in um, the types of crime that our officers respond to. Uh, certainly as we get into the, the colder months, uh, outdoor activities uh, begin to slow down and cease. Uh, folks uh, take their activities inside. So initially that helps us as far as, uh, you know, uh, large outdoor gatherings. Uh, obviously, uh, we see during the holiday season uh, that crime will increase as it pertains to, you know, maybe domestic violence or, or whatnot or, or uh, those types of crimes uh, indoors. Additionally, you know, um, as we get into uh, Christmas and purchasing and packages and all that good stuff, we certainly see uh, burglaries and uh, begin to increase, uh, you know, those porch pirates uh, situations as well. So uh, that's, that's one thing that uh, we, we have to combat during this season. Uh, additionally, uh, we, we put together armed robbery suppression program. Uh, we believe it's important that uh, we provide the citizens of Springfield uh, with all the protection that we can, especially during this holiday season. Let's talk about a couple of devices you use. Tell me, Shot Spotter, how's it working? Are you satisfied the way it is being utilized and the results? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the way of the future as it pertains to, to a lot of different professions, but especially law enforcement, is technology. Uh, anything that we can do to to uh, deploy technology to to help us not only stop crime but also uh, solve crime, I think is ever important. Shot Spotter is one of those tools. Um, and, you know, I, I think uh, you know from a satisfaction perspective, I would say that uh, the Shot Spotter technology has aided our officers uh, in responding specifically to locations where we know gunfire is uh, is happening. Additionally. Um, one of the goals of that technology is to keep the men and women in the Sprinkle Police Department safe by uh, showing them exactly, uh, pinpointing exactly where that gunfire is happening. So, um, yes, I'm satisfied uh, with the technology. Um, you know, do I want to come complacent and say that we rely uh, solely on that? No, I think, uh, you know, uh, officer presence and the good old intuition of, of the men and women of the Springfield Police Department is really uh what uh, what solves crime on a daily basis uh I, we know at least on the residential side people's home securities cameras have become very very popular especially the one that replaces the doorbell uh and so people have become much more cognizant do you use a lot of cameras in fighting crime or addressing situations in springfield does the police department use uh, use a lot of cameras and you, i know there's some things you can probably share with us some you can't i'm aware of that yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, I mentioned technology again. Uh, surveillance technology is just one more component. And, uh, yes, we, uh, the city has uh, several cameras in strategic locations um, that, that we utilize, uh, you know, when it comes to, to solving crime. But uh, just importantly, we rely heavily on uh, the public's, uh, you know, the citizens, private citizens' uh, security cameras when it comes to uh, solving crimes. And, uh, you know, I think it's important that, uh, um, you know, we, we have um, that sort of relationship with the public to where we can go and say, hey, uh, you know, this particular crime occurred in your neighborhood. Would you mind taking a look at your camera just to see if you captured anything? It's, it's working together 
um, between the officers and the citizens of our community that, that, that ultimately help us in the long run. Are you using drones? Are drones an option for the future? And I'm not so sure how people feel about that, how the city administration or the police department feel about the use of drones. Explain. Yeah, uh, you know, drone technology has come a long way. We see that being used in in a variety of different uh, sort of professions uh, throughout this country. And, again, one more component of technology. Uh, Currently, the Springfield Police Department does not, own drones. However, we're in the process of um, testing a few um, to determine what and when and if uh, we deploy those. Uh, I would say that, uh, you know, there is state law that uh, dictates when those can be used from a law enforcement perspective. Uh, but certainly, again, if it's something that we can use to, to help, uh, you know, potentially find a lost child or uh, utilize it to map out a crime scene or to reconstruct an accident. Why not take advantage of the technology that's out there? Chief, let's talk about driving, especially speeding. Is there a portion, do our regular officers assigned X amount of time uh, to run radar or speed control? Or is it is there a certain group that does that? How does that work and how do you determine where? Yeah, so um, a lot of uh, complaints that we receive will drive, um, you know, our response to specific locations for traffic enforcement. Obviously, those are there, there are those uh, traditional uh, major thoroughfares uh, where we uh, tend to provide extra patrols, you know, uh, where we see a high volume of, of vehicles, the major thoroughfares in and out of our city. Uh, we do have a traffic unit, um, just like anything, as a result of the, uh, uh, the COVID pandemic, uh, that unit uh, has been shrunk in manpower, and it's something that we're certainly looking to uh, get back to fully st- uh, staffed here in the next year or so. But uh, that unit uh, does uh, concentrate specifically on you know, several other officers that have uh, radar technology in their vehicles as well. Chief, uh, Police Chief Ken Scarlett is with us. Um, walk me through, if you will, manpower. Where are you at as far as manpower? Are there classes coming through? Is a recruiting process going on? Bring me up to date. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so I think the first thing I would lead with is we're getting ready to launch uh, another uh, hiring campaign. Uh, we will be testing um, Mid-February, uh, I think the 18th, 20th, and 24th are the preliminary testing dates. Folks will have the option to choose between those three. Uh, that information will be available on the Springfield Police Department website uh, in the very near future. So another opportunity uh, for those that are interested in law enforcement career to, to jump on board uh, our team. We think we have one of the best uh, law enforcement agencies um, in central Illinois. and very proud of our, our agency. Uh, from a manpower perspective, uh, I feel like we are hitting a rebound and uh, slowly starting to come out of uh, some of our, our lowest numbers. We currently uh, have about 230 officers uh, with a authorized strength of 250. And like I said, we'll be hiring in the very near future to get us close to that 253. So when we get uh, back to full strength, I look forward to, uh, you know, getting some of our specialty units back to full strength as well and just uh, – uh, capitalizing on the great things that we can do for our citizens. Chief, let's talk about school security. What role does Springfield Police Department play inside the buildings? I know if there's an incident outside, you respond and respond quickly and with a, 
a large amount of manpower or women power, excuse me, whatever the case might be, a lot of officers show up quickly to the scene. What role do you play, or is there a role is there a role you play inside a school building on a regular daily basis? Yeah, absolutely. So we have uh, three school resource officers assigned to the three public high schools. So Southeast, uh, Springfield, and Lanfair each have their own dedicated Springfield police officer uh, who walks those halls uh, each and every day with the kids. Uh, I think that serves several purposes, one of which obviously is uh, is the uniform presence, that sort of security um, uh, presence for those kids. I think that's important for the kids and for the staff there to know that they have a dedicated officer on site. Uh, just as importantly, those officers are our mentors, our family figures, uh, our friends to, to the high schoolers, and are there in a position to help those kids succeed. And I think that's you know just as important. Uh, beyond those three, we have officers that work off-duty at various middle schools throughout the city. Uh, and then uh, part of our normal um, response for those working on a daily basis is extra patrols in and around the schools. Chief, uh, this one is in your wheelhouse, kind of, but not really, because you have little or no control. It was a call received last week from a gentleman, very serious, not making any accusations uh, and so on, but he was concerned. He was at the uh, Dollar General at 11th and Ash. He was in the parking lot. He saw a gentleman run out of the building carrying two bags. He went in to say, to ask the clerk, did did that guy just steal those? said yes. He got in his car. He followed the person. Uh, Didn't try to apprehend, didn't try to stop. Uh, The guy ran north on 11th and ended up at 15th and Ash. Um, Do you have any any idea what the policy is? Is this strictly set by those businesses? How are they going to handle people who come in and take and leave without paying, uh, shoplift, whatever the case might be. Does the Springfield Police Department have any jurisdiction or any guidelines regarding how individual businesses conduct their business? Yeah, I think, well, Sam, let me start first and foremost with uh, what's most important in that scenario, and that's we certainly appreciate the public's help. We need the eyes and ears of the public when it comes to helping us solve crime. Uh, The last thing I would ever ask uh, any citizen to do is put themselves into harm way, harm's way by, uh, you know, uh, trying to uh, stop a potential shoplifter or, uh, you know, just getting themselves in a situation that uh, they may regret down the road. So uh, I would just caution folks uh, when, when, when they hear this story, number one. Number two, uh, as it pertains to what the individual store chooses to do, if someone, you know, steals an item from from their business. That's certainly their prerogative, the store's prerogative, their decision on A, whether they call the police, B, whether once we come, if they choose to, uh, you know, file charges and ultimately have the individual arrested or if they work something out from a civil perspective. So um, that, that's definitely up to the store owner. I will say in this particular instance, the police were called. We did respond and within uh, four minutes. And as a result, the conversation with the employees there uh, no addition, no further action was needed. So now, now that's the second part of the story, and I'm, I'm glad you're going to clarify this because the caller said then he called the police department or called, he tried 9-11 and said didn't get any response there. So he called the police department, mm-hmm. and there was a, a woman, and I don't know if she's whose employee she is. I'm not saying that. And this is his version. He's, he reported the guy is sitting on the corner of 15 and Ash with two bags obviously stolen, and she said, I hope I'm quoting him right, there's nothing we can do about that. Now, 
I, I like your clarification. That may not be your employee, may not be your jurisdiction, whatever you'd like to comment. I'd appreciate that. Well, I think, again, um, you know, you have to have the entire story before sure, you absolutely. Um, put these <laughs> put these pieces in place. And, and I think, um, you know, if, if we don't have a victim who says, I want to press charges against A, B, C, or D, then that uh, puts our officers in a precarious situation. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you know, I don't, I can't comment on um, who made that comment or if that was even a Springfield police officer, to be honest with you. I understand. Um, so I don't have those facts. But, uh, again, I, what I encourage is if you see something, say something. And our men and women will um, respond when appropriate and take the necessary actions from a law enforcement perspective when appropriate. But I think that the, the part of this equation that you've addressed, and I appreciate it, is that police officers did go to the place, did question employees, and it was their decision, not your police department, it was their decision at this business not to pursue. Am I correct in saying that? You are correct, Sam. That's all I, that's what I make sure. Thank you. I'm glad we clarified that. Uh, it is A.M. Springfield. Uh, police Chief Ken Scarlett is with us. What advice can you give to homeowners and especially people doing shopping? I know maybe the mall isn't as popular as it once was, but, but there are a lot of people out there that look for people carrying bags to put them in their cars and maybe go back into a store. Uh, Got to be a little careful this day and age. People are watching what's, what you're carrying and where you're storing it in your car. Yeah, it's very simple. Uh, you know, same thing that I tell my, my two daughters. Pay attention. Uh, you know, that travel time to and from your car when you're going in and out of stores, stay off the phone. Keep your eyes and ears up and paying attention to, to your surroundings. Uh, know who's around you. Uh, same thing goes, you know, as far as uh, going in and out of your home. Pay attention. Uh, you know, rely on uh, one another to, to keep yourself safe when you're going to uh, places you're not familiar with um, as it pertains to, you know, burglaries and, and packages and all that. Keep your vehicles locked. Park in um, well-lit places. Uh, keep packages out of the visible eye, uh, whether it be in your vehicle or on your front porch. You know, have a plan for those uh, packages that are being delivered on your front porch that uh, someone can grab them for you in a, in a uh, appropriate amount of time so they don't just sit there. But, you know, really that's what it boils down to is just paying attention couple of questions maybe one uh final question if you will um have you been chief yet for a year uh, n- not quite right am i close you're getting close uh we're, i'm about uh, a little over 10 months in i knew it was uh, after the first year a little bit all right um about the job you've been in law enforcement springfield pd for a long time born and raised in this town know this community well is there anything that surprises you about the job that you didn't think, and maybe one of them is dealing with the media? That's probably not always the most pleasant thing in the world. But <laughs> but but what 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 has surprised you about the job? Well, you know, someone made a comment to me twenty almost twenty five years ago when I took this job, and they said, "You just earned your ticket to the greatest show on earth." And I think law enforcement <laughs> is that. Every day is a surprise. Everything about this job uh, is different on a daily basis, and I think that's what makes this profession unique. Uh, that's what draws people to this profession. Uh, not only the ability to help and serve others, but the uh, you know the opportunity, the freedom to drive around. Uh, no two calls are the same, and uh, you know just kind of have a, a different surprise, if you will, every single call for service. You know, Chief, I cannot speak for the rest of the country and so on, but I really believe 
that here in Springfield, there is a deep appreciation for the job the men and women of the Springfield Police Department do for their community. And I mean that sincerely. I think the group is well appreciated and well, as total respect, no, obviously not. Can it be better? Yes. But we're a lot better off than a lot of things we see on the national news and things like that. That speaks highly of you and the men and women of your department. Well, Sam, I thank you for that, and I think that has a lot to do with the relationships and the friendships that we've forged over the last several years. Uh, you know, we need to be at one with the community. We work together for the betterment of this city uh, because we all represent Springfield, and I think ultimately that's what it's all about. And as far as appreciation goes, I can't say enough about the men and women uh, who choose to suit up on a daily basis mm. to come and serve mm. and protect the citizens of Springfield. It, it says a lot about their true character, and I am ever proud of, of those that wear this uniform. Chief, how, you, how do you and your family spend the Christmas holiday? What's going on? Have you tradition? You're going to stay around, I'm sure, but what is the big Christmas tradition at the Scarlet family? Well, I've got a daughter uh, that's playing basketball at Lincoln Land, so oh. I'm sure we'll have some games over the holiday season, which... Uh, I always look forward to the opportunity to, to watch some girls basketball. So uh, that's uh, been a tradition of ours for, for several years, uh, going through SSU basketball and whatnot. Uh, beyond that, uh, I'd like to take some time off around the holiday to spend it with my family and uh, kind of relax and uh, just reflect on uh, what God has given me and the great gifts that I have and, and what I should be thankful for. Thank you so much, Chief, for your time. Police Chief Ken Scarlett. Thanks for your visit, and again, a special thank you to the men and women of Springfield PD. Appreciate it. Thanks, my friend. Sam, great to be on. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.